As many of you know, Britt and I have a strong love and respect for local news, so of course, we simply couldn't release season four without exploring this topic. And I'm particularly excited about this guest because he's actually worked at a lot of different newsrooms. So allow me to jump in. Ken Molestina is an Emmy Award-winning anchor and reporter for CBS 11 out of Dallas-Fort Worth. Prior to that, he worked at WUSA-TV in DC and KVIA-TV in El Paso. Born in New York and raised in Miami, he graduated from UF out of Gainesville, where I live, and he began his career at WFOR-TV out of Miami. Welcome to the show, Ken. Hey, thanks for having me. Good morning. Of course. And joining us is my wonderful co-host, Britt Klontz. Hi, Britt. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Ken. Another episode full of Floridians. This is going to be a good one. Yeah, <laughs> we're all from Florida. Awesome. Although Britt, Britt left. Oh, I guess you <laughs> left too. You guys both left me. That's okay. <laughs> so anyway, before the show, you sent me a real estate segment that stemmed from a PR pitch. Do you mind describing what that segment was about? Yeah, so uh, one of the things that I do over here is I, we have a real estate segment um, that we started about a year and change ago. And basically we did it because, uh, you know, the real estate market here in North Texas was just going bonkers, right? Uh, and uh, we, we, this was top of mind for so many people. Uh, so many new people are moving into our area. So we thought, why not uh, have a real estate segment and just kind of help people navigate through, you know, everything that was happening uh, here, real estate wise, uh, buying and selling homes. And of course, I found myself in that similar situation where I uh, sold a house and then my wife and I, we bought a new one as well. And we had our own challenges. So, uh, you know, it was one of these things that I was kind of like living at the same time. And, and we, we knew here at the station uh, that some of the questions and some of the challenges that people had out in the market were, were you know, things that we needed to sort of uh, uh, address. So we started the segment uh, and, and what it deals with mostly is just uh, talking to real estate experts, researchers, and again, just trying to bring the, the voices and the answers that people uh, and the answers to the questions that so many people have and just bring it to them uh, through the segment. So the, the one that I sent you uh, is, is, is one that, uh, you know, we were talking uh, to, uh, you know, we have a couple of realtors that we talk to quite often. Uh, and the one that I sent you was one of our more recent ones. And I think we were addressing uh, what the uh, 2022 landscape was going to look like. Is that what it was? Yes. I'm yep. pretty sure that's what it was. Yep, um, definitely. Because, yeah, because, you know, so many researchers who study all of this stuff, they basically said that, you know, the, the frenzy uh, had peaked, you know, people getting 30 offers for a house, 50 offers paying, you know, seventy, eighty thousand $80,000 above asking, all cash offers, all of that kind of stuff was kind of over. You know, that 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 frenzy had uh, had finished. And so we were just kind of taking a look at what the rest of, uh, of 2022 was going to look like uh, and moving forward, because although the frenzy's over, uh, one of the things that is not over is this sort of migration to Texas and North Texas. We've got so many people moving uh, into the area and they're coming primarily from places like California uh, and New York, Chicago, even, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of businesses are coming this way. So that's kind of the, 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 the background, probably a long winded background of what that segment no, it's is perfect. about. Cool. Yeah. It's really interesting. I have a question about the topic of the segment, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. When did the whole real estate segment come to be? Uh, that would have been uh, sometime early last year. Uh, okay. And, and uh, you know, we, like I said, there were so many people around here. And this is what's interesting about, uh, you know, how, how sort of news stories sometimes 
come to be, right? Because there's so many different ways and avenues that a news story can sort of take before it actually, uh, you know, gets uh, published or reported on, or, or you see it on TV or online or whatever the case may be. So, so many people here in this newsroom, including myself, we were going through the, 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 the sort of the, the, the motions of being uh, homeowners and, and, and home sellers you know, different people were selling, different people were buying, but we were all kind of going through this and we all had the same questions because this was a very unusual or it has been a very unusual real estate market. Uh, it, it was just moving so fast. The prices were outrageous. Uh, and, and like I said before, I mean, it was just described as being a frenzy. So that's kind of, you know, what the the uh, the impetus for it was. And then we just started talking here. And then we, one day we just decided, you know what, we talk about this so much, this should be a segment. Uh, and so we created the segment. Uh, we created a goal of what we wanted to get answered, of what we thought you know we wanted this to look and sound like. And then we started reaching out to people who could you know provide us with experts, uh, provide us timely topics that are out there. And that's where you know that's where the PR world comes in, in into this fold. You know. Yeah. So your work was imitating your life. You know, it really was. It really was. I think for so many of us. And, uh, you know, we had, like I said, we had so many personal questions because we were going through a lot of this. So many people here in the newsroom uh, that the segment was not only great for the public out there, but for so many of us here uh, that had questions as to, you know, what what was going on. Um, And and the main question, of course, was how much longer is this going to last? Because, uh, you know, for, for the person that's moving to North Texas, with a pocket full of money, it was easy to get in on some of these houses and win some of the bids. But for people who live here who don't necessarily have California or New York money, you know, it was really challenging when they would lose offers, you know, 10, 15, 20 offers, you know, on a house, you know, and, and they still couldn't land anything. I mean, right. I, I, I landed mine on my 10th try. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So um, that's, again, that was sort of the deal with, uh, with, with that segment. And, and through it, that's kind of how I met Jackie, really. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's, yeah, the work with um, that I do with Porch, uh, we put out studies. And because the real estate market is so insane in Dallas-Fort Worth, yeah. I feel like you guys always get up there in the rankings. So we've worked together twice now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've worked a, a couple of times. And, and you know, what we're looking for, um, and we get all kinds of pitches, you know, on a daily basis, not even real estate related. I mean, the real estate portion of it all is just a small portion of, of, of my, you know, uh, my greater responsibilities here. That's just a, you know, a little, we call it a franchise piece. Uh, you know, we just call it a segment, you know, cause everybody knows what a segment is, but in the biz, we call it a franchise. That's what that's called. Um, and so, uh, you know, we get so many different uh, pitches and things like that, but we're looking for, you know, interesting, uh, data, interesting trends, uh, and, and that aren't too difficult to understand. And we're looking for the people who can help us simplify because even when things are a little complicated and when topics are a little bit dense, uh, we find that if, if you find the right people out there uh, that understand what you're looking for, that understand your deadlines and your your time constraints and basically what the focus of your franchise is, that these are the folks that are really going to, you know, they're the ones that get the, the callbacks or the email responses because we get, you know, I can't tell you every day I come into work, I just have a laundry list of pitches and, and emails and all kinds of stuff. And obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm only one person, so I, I, I can't do them all, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. I have a lot of questions for you. Um, Yeah, go for it. Go for it. (laughs) The first one is, can you define franchise piece? Because I think knowing what that means could help publicists 
uh, be a yeah. little more strategic with their story pitching. So a franchise, and, and we'll use this example that we've been talking about here, the real estate. So it was called uh, the uh, the ones for real estate. It's a playoff of, uh, you know, we're CBS 11. So, you know, ones, the ones, if you can picture it, uh, it's a playoff of that. So, you know, we we, we called it the, the ones for real estate was the name of the, sec, uh, the franchise. And a franchise basically is a specialty style of reporting that focuses on one theme or one topic. And it airs uh, at the same time. Uh, at the same same dates, and so people kind of get accustomed to it. They know that at 4 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we're we're just down to Thursdays right now, but initially it was Tuesdays and Thursdays in the 4 p.m. newscast. We were going to have the Ones for Real Estate franchise. Uh, so it's basically like an anchor piece of general interest to our our viewers and our audience. You know, we identify what these what these topics are going to be, and this is kind of like how you know they can sort of uh, build kind of uh, a familiarity with the product and they keep coming back for it. And that's essentially <laughs> a franchise piece. And there's all kinds uh, of, you know, uh, there's- Music to our ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we're like giggling over here because we both went to broadcasting school and yeah. we didn't learn what a franchise piece oh, is. Oh, no, there are so many things that I've learned on the job as well. Um, you know, <laughs> and, and, and so don't don't feel bad about that. But, you know, here's another popular franchise. You know, the, the, the health stories that you see so much at, at, at you know, local TV stations. Those are probably some of the longest running and more popular and more successful franchises that any station can have. Um, you know, we have franchises here that deal with weather. We have franchises here that deal with uh, health reports, uh, money, you know, like finance stories or yes. finance franchises. Those are, those are a huge deal too. Um, obviously, you know, it depends on, you know, like where you live. Um, but for me this past year, the franchise that really consumed a lot of my time was the, uh, the ones for real estate. That's really cool. And I yeah. didn't know that had a name because that's definitely, um, I don't know yeah. about you, Brett, but that is something I target is when I find those basically franchise segments, piece segments where I'm like, oh, they talk about money every Thursday. I'm going to yeah. push them a money story because exactly. they're going to need it. Yeah. And, I yeah. Can, and I can even give you guys some tips if you want to know on how to really get that pitch in. I'll tell you, I'll tell you yeah, something please. else. I'll tell you something else about franchises. Usually they make the stations uh, pretty decent money because if they're done properly and if they're successful and if they really have a strong pulse with the communities that they serve, these are opportunities for the stations to find like sponsorship or even advertising dollars built into the franchise. Oh, wow. um, so that's that's the other part of it that I didn't really mention to you guys. So um, in, in our case, we didn't have the ones for real estate sponsored or anything like that. But I mean, there there's there are opportunities for that. And, you know, depending on a station's financial needs or whatever their own mission statement is, they may or may not find sponsors or ad revenue built into franchises. Some stations and some companies are a lot more aggressive about it than others are. Um, but that's, that's another sort of a, a, a purpose for a, uh, for a franchise. That makes sense because there is a person on Cairo News who I am blanking on their name. And that's a local news station here in Seattle, mm -hmm. who will come on at a very at the same hour every night and talk about tech. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, he's probably a franchise news reporter. Um, so yeah, that's just all piecing together yeah. in my head. But also, is franchise kind of interchangeable with the word beat? You know, like Ken covers real yeah, estate. Yeah, His beat is real be estate. The yeah, that's a great question because, um, you know, when I think of the word beat, I think of, you know, the traditional responsibilities of a news reporter um, and, and, and a newsroom. A beat essentially is, you know, a, a, a specialty area of reporting for that particular reporter. 
Uh, of course, you hear of the crime beat, you hear of the education beat. And so there, the, the idea here is, is if you're assigned to a beat, that you are kind of like zeroed in on that topic. Like you are almost the in-house expert on that because you know who to call when the stories come up. Uh, you know of the stories before anybody else does because you're so plugged into these types of communities. Um, so that's kind of the difference between, you know, a, a, a beat versus a franchise. A beat is something that, you know, can define a reporter's um, um, career in many ways. Uh, but a franchise is, is more of a general interest type of thing. Um, and, you know, depending on, you know, how a, a station wants to run it, you know, anybody can be assigned to a, to a franchise, um, depending on, you know, what franchises they have, which ones they want. And, you know, and they fluctuate. That's the other thing. Franchises come and go. Uh, some of the more popular ones, like I told you, you know, like the, uh, the health ones and, and the money ones, th those seem to always have interest. So they're kind of always around. Um, but they do fluctuate and they kind of come and go. Ah, thank you for explaining that. That makes much more sense in my head. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> a quick question about, I just thought of another one about. Yeah, no, keep fire away. <laughs> okay. This is about the one that you're currently doing on real estate. So is there a end date in mind? You said that sometimes they don't necessarily go on forever. You have right. like, yeah. So we don't have an end date for it right now. I know that we scaled back on it because of uh, the season that we're in right now. Real estate right now tends to slow down a little bit during the winter months, you know, coming out of um, the uh, going into the holidays and coming out of the holidays. Uh, the next spike uh, that we'll see in activity and movement when it comes to real estate is going to be uh, at the end of the school year, because uh, that's when people start moving again, selling homes and that sort of thing. Um, the interest rates for homes right now are still historically low, not as low as they were this same time last year. I think you, if you guys remember, some people were getting like 2.5s and 2.7 yeah. interest. I mean, it was insane. And that propelled a lot of the frenzy. Um, they're a little bit above three now. So, you know, we're starting to see that they're increasing. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because if we monitor that, we can almost predict when things are going to get hot and cold again. Uh, and that uh, speaks directly to your question about, you know, how much longer this can last. It really just depends on how the activity is out there. Um, it's still going to be busy. I don't think it's as frenzied and as crazy as it was, you know, last year. So clearly, you know, maybe the interest is waning a little bit, uh, but I do think that this is something that's going to go on for at least the, the, the first half of this year. Uh, when school lets out and we get into the summer months, um, there's probably going to be, that's probably going to be about the height of it for this year. And right at around that part of the calendar year, I think that's when we'll reassess if, um, you know, if we're going to keep the franchise or not, if I had to guess, but you know, I mean, anything can change, you know, tomorrow yeah. my station can have a different idea or a different, uh, you know, they want to take a different direction and just say, Hey, we're, we're done with it. Um, which is, which is fine too, because like I said, franchises, a lot of them, they, they come and go. I hope there's at least a happy ending in your personal life. I hope you found the home you were looking for. Oh, we found a great house. Yeah. My wife, okay. found, we found a great house. Um, we didn't have to, uh, we didn't, we, we didn't go into a situation where like other cases where we were, you know, like the 10th or 15th offer, you know, so we knew that there was a really small shot we were going to get it anyway. Uh, but, you know, knowing that we had missed out on nine of them prior and knowing some of the information that I had gotten from, you know, uh, doing all of these stories, we knew we had to move quick and we kind of had a better understanding of how to move as well. And so while that was helpful for me, you know, that's that's the whole goal of the franchise of all of this, right, is to give people the proper information so that they can also, you know, make the proper decisions and so that they can, you know, best navigate through all of this. 
Right. That's cool. I'm glad your segment worked. And you've yeah. Well, at least I, I hope it did. You know, I mean, I, I uh, you know, it's it's still going and, you know, we still get a lot of interest from people. So I, I, I think I think it, it, it has resonated with some folks. Um, you know, of course, the, the other thing about it all is the way that people consume information and news. There's so many different platforms, so many different avenues that are available right now that I know that there's people out there that probably uh, had these questions um, and wanted to learn more about this that maybe they weren't served because they weren't watching over the air news. You know, maybe these are people that are like cord cutters or, you know, they take their 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 information or their news from from different platforms and different sources. So, um, you know, that's that's part of the greater conversation of what we're doing and how we're trying to reach people out there. Ooh. Oh, we might have to have you back on to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that's like an entire different segment. And I don't want to derail what you guys have planned, but you let me know if you want to talk about that at some point, because that's a massive conversation that's going on in our business right now is, is you know, how do we um, contain, uh, not contain, how do we continue uh, to engage an audience that uh, seems to be like forever elusive right now? You know, they're, they're, it's not that they don't want news. It's not that they're not interested. They're just moving around a lot and they're taking it different ways, uh, you know, the, the way they consume their information. So, but they, yeah, that may be a different topic some other time. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have you back on. Um, I want to dive into tactics here. So I'll yeah. just, for the audience so they can understand, um, I'm just going to use me as an example because I have the PR point of view. I reached out to you with some data. Yeah. You needed an expert to come on the news. I was having trouble finding someone and you encouraged me to play spokesperson and I did. Yeah. And it was great. I, you were, I think you might've been either my first TV segment or my second one, but I've, I, I do attribute you to, you know, giving me the encouragement and, you know, just being like, awesome. no sweat. Like it's not a big yeah. deal. You can do this. Um, so those are two things that someone reaching out to you would need. What other What's what's the checklist? Like if somebody so, wants to pitch you a segment, what do they need to bring to the table? OK, so uh, and 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 this is a great question. And we'll, I'm sure we're going to talk about this here in a little bit. And you're going to have follow up questions, I'm sure. So feel free to fire away. I'm going to okay. begin by saying this to you, Jackie. There's no one solid way to do it. You probably heard that before. Uh, you probably know that all the time because you guys are pros in this industry and you know that the same formula that worked with me is not going to work with Cairo or whoever the case may be. So I, let me just put that out there, okay? Okay. I'm going to tell you what works for me and what doesn't, and maybe that'll give you a better sort of map on 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 how to go about this. So here's 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 how a, a, a day works for me, right? I wake up in the morning, and before I'm even awake, I'm already getting emails every single day on all kinds of pitches, right? And these are mostly going to be like uh, emails that are programmed to go out at 5.30 in the morning, you know, and they, you guys do it the night before, whatever the case may be. Many of them are impersonal, and they have nothing to do with what I work on. I feel like a lot of times, you know, PR folks just like cast a really, really, really wide net just to see yeah. what bites. Yep. And you might be wasting your time doing that. And, 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 and here's why. Um, first and foremost, you should know the dynamics of what a newsroom is like these days. Many newsrooms across the country right now uh, are, are short staffed, right? Um, they have quick turnarounds. They don't have the people who are working in them don't have a lot of time to be sifting through all of this stuff. Now, that's not to say that there are bad pitches in that bunch, but that's to say that there are impersonal ones that are that are not directed for any real particular purpose or person, and therefore they just don't get read. I, I don't have the time to read you yeah. know, 20, 30 emails 
on random pitches that I have no interest in. Or, and, and when I say I have no interest, I don't mean personally, Ken Molestina. I mean things that I know don't jive with what my responsibilities for the day are, right? So, yeah, makes so, sense. So I don't, I don't have time for that. Um, I can't tell you how many times in the header they address it to Ken Molestina and they get my station wrong or whatever. So I know at that point I treat those like robocalls. I just ignore them. Yeah. Right? Um, and so to me, here's what does work to me, somebody who understands somebody who I have some kind of connection with, it doesn't have to be great. I mean, I only know Jackie over, you know, virtually. Right. And we've only yeah. worked a couple stories, but I know that if the name Jackie Lambert comes across, I'm going to read that because she understands, I think what I'm doing. And I don't think that she's going to send me something just to fill my inbox and just to check off a box on her end that, Hey, look, I pitched this, I pitched that. I feel like for so many PR people, it's a numbers game and that, uh, you know, it's just a matter of uh, or it's a practice of casting the wide net, trying to see how many people, you know, you can hit up and then just kind of celebrate the ones that call you back. Yeah. Um, right. And so but that 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 to me doesn't necessarily work because these are people that are probably not going to know my deadline constraints because I have crazy deadlines that I have to meet. Um, these are people who probably don't know the inner workings of a newsroom. So they don't they, they don't realize that if I call you at 9 a.m. today, Jackie, uh, you know, and, and this is where she was. Yeah. I'm kind of looking for that interview day of like I don't have time to, you know, go back and forth on a couple of emails with you guys and set up a, 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 a you know, convenient day sometime next week. Oh, my God. The news cycle moves so quickly that by next week I'm on. You know, that was like five ideas ago. You know, by the time we actually. Yeah. Get there. So to me, I think it's somebody who understands that and somebody who isn't just frivolous, frivolously pitching things. You know, I mean, they they, they they have to have some kind of significant value. Um, one of the best PR guys that I work with, and I've been working with this guy since my time in Washington, D.C. It turns out that once I moved here to Dallas, Fort Worth, this is where he was based out of. Um, so we I, I finally got to meet him in person and, yeah. he, and he turned out to be a really good friend. But here's here's what he does. And, and he is a former news reporter, so he kind of understands this. But but here's what he does. He takes he wakes up every morning and he takes uh, some topics that are that are trending, that are top of mind, something that, you know, he knows a news station is going to be talking about. And he figures out a way to get some pitches in related to those topics. And he offers his clients. He's got a big Rolodex of expert, uh, a Rolodex of, of experts. So, you know, he calls it, you know, the way we would call it, he calls it the rundown, right? And, and, and what does he do? You know, he says, oh, hey, listen, look, these three things are trending right now. People are talking about it. These are three local experts that if you guys wanted to do a story on it, you could use. And you could call, cool. you know, doctor such and such. You can call, you know, uh, accountant such and such or lawyer such and such or whoever. And they can give you some background on a story that we know is a talker on this given day. I mean, that's genius. Yeah, it's smart. No, and and he doesn't waste time and, and he he answers his phone, he answers his email, and he knows that when you're calling him, you know, it's it's almost like we don't even have to say like, you know, oh, when do you need this person by? Because he knows the answer to that is ASAP. Just whenever you can get that person, because my clock is ticking. Um, you know, that sounds really you know, almost selfish. Um, you know, that you know, you guys have to almost uh uh cater to the reporter's timeline, but that is the reality, unfortunately, of these newsrooms these days, because there's less of us working in them. Um, you know, I take me for uh, my, my, my situation, for example, you know, I only have a couple of hours every morning to report on a story before I have to take that hat off. And then I become an anchor here at the station. 
Uh, yeah, we, I, I anchor newscasts as well. So I don't have the luxury like some other reporters do of having the full day to turn a story. I mean, I've only got three, four hours. So, I mean, that's why, you know, perfect situation. I get in, I get my assignment. Oh, I'm doing real estate today. Hey, there's something really interesting on these numbers. You know what? Jackie might have somebody. Hey, Jackie, can you get somebody lined up? And within, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, we're already on a Zoom recording that. That is the perfect scenario for so many people right now. And I think, um, you know, that that is a good way. If you can kind of become that person um, that really answers phone calls, can can get experts or can get some of this information that reporters need, they are going to call you time and time and time and again. It's true. I think you, the second segment we did, I can't remember if I yeah. had pitched something or if you reached out to me, but I remember you needed a story and we worked together on it. Yeah. So it was cool. and, and the good thing is, you know, that time that I encourage you to do it yourself, you know, we, we had a little bit of time uh, that that day. I mean, it was it was what I was able to do that time was I bumped up a different story to replace what I would have had with you because I think you needed like a week or so. I was sick the second time. Then you got sick. Yeah, right. So I was able, because it's a franchise, because it's kind of planned ahead, I was able to kind of switch some things around, you know, buy you some time and do that kind of stuff. But, um, but, you know, but, and again, there's no one way to do it. I'm just telling you some examples and giving you some ideas of, you know, things that we've worked on uh, and kind of how things work on, on, on this end. But I would say, you know, for anybody, any kind of PR professional out there, uh, I mean, you really kind of got to be in touch with with the inner workings of a newsroom, because once you know how a newsroom works and once you know maybe how what we're looking for, you won't waste time on just anything. And you'll know how to sort of direct that pitch and have it a little bit more focused rather than just, you know, some I mean, I can pull up my phone right now and go through them. I don't want to bore you, but, you know, <laughs> and go through a bunch of stuff that's just that I'll just never I'll just never be able to get, you know. Yeah. Media, media, media alerts. I mean, everything is media alert, media alert, you know, and everybody tries to put, you know, flashy stuff in the headlines. And I mean, if I don't know you, if I don't, if I, we haven't worked together, I mean, it's kind of hard. You know, hello, Ken. Uh, Sometimes they're just say uh, to whom it may concern. I mean, all of that stuff stuff sounds so impersonal, you know? Yeah. And, And then you also have to understand that, you know, pitches are just one way that a newsroom gets its stories. A lot of times we're working on hot leads already. You know, we're working on things that are day of, uh, things that are happening. There's breaking news. Uh, there are uh, governmental affairs that are taking place. There are stories that we've already been working on. So re- really, if you've got a room full of reporters, chances are that everybody's already assigned. They're already thinking about other things. There may only be one person who's out there still looking for a story, and that might be the only person on that shift that's actually reading some of these emails because everybody else already has their marching orders, you know? So what about the general newsroom email? Is that worth reaching out to in your opinion or not really? I think it is. is. I I think it is um, because um, that's 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 the uh, initial point of contact. I think, though, that you what ideally uh, you follow up with a phone call uh, or you figure out a way. And depending if you're in the market, depending if you know somebody, again, there's no one way to do it. But I would I would encourage that you all create some kind of familiarity with the people who you're sending these emails to so that it's not just an email. Uh, Sometimes a follow-up phone call works. Uh, Sometimes learning the names of the people who, you know, who are the ones on the other end of those emails, that helps too um, because all of those things help you stand out, helps your name stand out when it comes through on, on an email list. Like I said, you know, I mean, 
is if I get to, I know the name Jackie Lambert now, right? Because we worked on these things a few times. She's Thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. Well, but 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 this <laughs> is. I mean, I'm using this example obviously because this is the yeah, one that right? drives home. But no, I mean, I, I think I think uh, I think you're great at what you do. But look, you've invited me to participate in this podcast, right? Like we have a connection now that goes beyond some random pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so these are the, and, and in our case, this is kind of what's worked, right? But, you know, just find a way to, you know, create some kind of personal connection to these people who you're trying to, uh, uh, you know, who you're trying to, um, whose attention you're trying to get, because I can tell you that the emails, and there's just so many of them, you know, there's <laughs> so many of them, and it's, it's hard. I mean, you know, you could spend an entire morning just going through the day's stuff and figuring out what could be a story and, and, and maybe what's not. Um, and the other thing I think is, uh, I didn't mention this to you guys before, but there are some pitches that are just completely like gratuitous, you know, like it's like, guys, we're not going to go out and do a commercial on your client or on your product or on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like it's, 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 com it completely misses the mark and it, it, to me, you know, shows that whoever's pitching that or whoever, whoever's asking for that coverage really doesn't have an understanding of what we do as a news operation. You know, um, if, if you want a commercial, I mean, I, sometimes, I mean, I, I don't want to be rude and, and I've never done this, but <laughs> sometimes I feel like just giving them the number to our sales department, you know, maybe yeah. that's what might help them. But, you know, a news story obviously has to have some kind of strong informational value. It can't just be you know, hey, send a camera out here and, 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 you know, we're doing a grand opening for a store that, you know, doesn't really have a huge impact on anything, but it's going to be great visuals. And can you put it in your five o'clock newscast? Like, that's not really going to fly, you know? Yeah, um, that's not really news. That's not really news. And especially in, in, when you start getting into larger markets, you know, you start getting into some big markets. I mean, you know, like DFW, you know, uh, we're, we have a meeting right now uh, in a couple of minutes to go over the day stories and give people their assignments. I bet that the majority of the people in that meeting already know what they're going to be working on today, just because of the way that news moves around here. There are things that we just have to react to. And so we're already kind of spoken for, you know? So, yeah, um, you know, if you don't, if you don't hear back from reporters or you feel like your emails are being ignored, I mean, maybe the reality is that maybe they are just because of everything else that's going on. So um, again, I think you, you form a familiarity with the people whose attention you're trying to get. I think you understand uh, what their parameters are and what their restrictions and challenges are on a daily basis when it comes to deadlines. And just don't lose sight of the fact that we still have to deliver strong informational news content, um, you know, feature fun stories and things like that. I mean, that might be great, like I said, for a commercial, but not not in a five or a 6 p.m. newscast. <laughs> yeah, makes sense to me. So. Um, you got any follow up questions, Britt? No, I was thinking, hmm, well, I'm curious to know how the interview actually went when Wait, you, when you were um, the spokesperson. Oh, I'll post, <laughs> I'll post links. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think this is the great. one I saw and I know you did a great job, but yeah, I mean, I think the listeners need to know that they can yeah. do this too. And we yeah. should probably talk more about that in another episode, but like, if there yeah. are any other tips that you have, Jackie, oh man, drop them. Be flexible. Listen to the reporter. Um, like Ken said, he's on a deadline. I've found that with most reporters these days, not even just TV, but definitely radio. And even with uh, news stories online, like uh, print, web, everyone's on deadline these days. And the people who are going to be able to 
connect reporters with experts or get their brands to help be a resource in the news, they're the people that are able to quickly fulfill the needs. And so with in the example with Ken, I was kind my hands were tied. I couldn't get one of our experts on. They were busy. So I just I sat down, I studied the data and you know, to Ken's point, most reporters want data that is easily digestible. So if you're pitching a data study, you better understand the methodology. You need to understand not just how the data was put together, but take it a step further. Um, the story was based in Dallas-Fort Worth. So I needed to, even though I don't live there, I had to do my research on the area and really try and understand why does the data say this about this area? What are some theories we can present? And it's not that you need to know, like, this is the reason why X, Y, Z, but more so thinking about, oh, well, I'm just going to, I don't even remember what the segment was about, but let's just say like, oh, I noticed that taxes are a little lower and cost of living is lower. And we're noticing that it, it could be possible that people from these more expensive states are coming in. So just coming up with fun theories that a local would be able to relate to and and almost start a conversation in that way. So I don't think you necessarily need to be some expert, unless you are the expert, in which case, you know, use that expertise. But if you're playing spokesperson, I think the most important thing is to familiarize yourself with the data, familiarize yourself with the audience that you will be speaking to, and then being very clear about what you do know and what you don't know. So, I mean, I'm sure when Ken and I were talking, if he asked a question that I really didn't know the answer to, I said, I don't know. And Ken yeah. was cool with it. So. Yeah. And, and you, you said something that I think is, 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 uh, is important um, to, to remind yourself of. Um, I mean, I, I, I do it all the time, even, even with our reporting, you know, keep it conversational, keep it casual, you know, and it doesn't, yes. you know, no one is, is turning to you or even to an expert. No one's turning to you guys to get some kind of like, you know, doctoral dissertation level responses. Exactly. <laughs> we we want to talk about things the way that you would talk to your friends or your family members, you know, um, and, and because that's the way that you connect with people. Right. Um, so don't yeah. think for a second that you have to be like, you know, know everything by heart. And, and, and I mean, you know, if, if you can just speak to, to, to the points that people uh, want to hear, and if you can just speak in a, in a way that connects with people, and, and in this case, it's a casual tone, um, I, I think that's that's the way to do it. If you have to step in and take that interview like like, like Jackie did, so <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been fun. I think the podcast has helped. No, the podcast definitely helped with TV. And then I just got trained to be a yoga teacher, and that's stage fright is definitely real there. But because of I think going on TV now a couple of times and doing this podcast, it the nerves go away quicker. And you do learn that. Um, I guess one last piece of advice I would give is it's normal to feel nervous, but if you can remind yourself that the people who are watching you are not looking for you to mess up and they're not, hopefully not judging you based off of the way you look or the way you talk, but more so they want to hear what you have to say. I think that's really important to remind yourself of that, that people aren't, it, this isn't gotcha, you know, like a gotcha moment. It's literally people want to hear from you and they want to hear what you have to say. So put on the hat and um, 
fake it till you make it, I, I guess. Well, <laughs> right? just, I mean, that's a good way to put it. And just also remember, you know, we, we edit this stuff anyway. So that's we're, true. Only, we're, we're only taking the best sound bites anyway. Um, oh, I did a live one though once, yeah. but it wasn't so bad. I, I think with the live TV, yeah, it was live even was better. Yeah. So one last tip for live. Um, the guy's like, don't give me numbers. Like this is, we're literally going to be on air for like 15 seconds. Be as conversational as possible. So it kind of fits in with what you said. Yeah. Like, awesome. Yeah. So anyway, I know you had a couple of shout outs. You actually, so the Amy, the um, PR rep that I think works with Remax, you wanted to yeah. mention her. Oh, I mean, then- yeah. I mean, Amy, Amy Wilsinski, she's great. I mean, she's, she's one of these PR folks that, um, you know, she, she understands the, the real estate segment. Um, and of course, I mean, you know, after one or two tries, obviously, you know, this is this is how they get uh, familiar with it. But, you know, she, she's done a great job of getting me people, um, getting me different voices, diverse voices. Um, you know, that's another uh, important thing. You know, you don't want the same person over and over again. Um, and so great tip. she's been yeah. great with that. Yeah. And, um, and, and and the person I was talking about earlier, Jeff Crilly, um, you know, he's he's the guy that I was telling you about that does the rundown. He does a great job. And I mean, he, he, he knows he's a good friend and um, he knows how I feel about, you know, the help that he provides sometimes when he offers his Rolodex. So shout out to him, too. I appreciate him. Uh, you know, just anybody who, who wants to, you know, ask questions. I mean, the biggest thing I think is is for you all um, continue to ask questions of people in newsrooms so that you are up to date with any changes or things that are happening, because I think, you know, staffing and things like that and just different trends and different ways of going about getting these these stories done. If you guys are abreast of all of that, that'll make your jobs a whole lot easier. Beautifully said. We reach out to the PR person to let them know, and that's kind of like a nice way that we try to build community. And, um, you know, like you mentioned, we're at the mercy of you guys. So it kind of, um, I think it's counterintuitive. Like people don't often hear their names being said out loud by journalists. And it, we try to use it as a way to remind publicists that the work they do is impactful and that they do make an impression on the people that they work with. So yeah, thank yeah. you for that. And, uh, you know, and like I said before, you know, we, we appreciate any time, um, you know, that somebody just naturally understands what, what our, um, our challenge, our daily challenges are. Uh, yeah. and, and it's mostly being sensitive to deadlines. <laughs> Love it. You know, uh, sometimes I've gotten decent looking pitches and I'll respond and I'll actually respond. Hey, this is something that could be good. Can somebody give me a call? You know, and I don't get a call back two days later or something. And at that point, I've forgotten what it was that, you know, I initially responded. Yeah. to. So, you know, just things like that. Really good advice. Any last final tips or do you think we covered it? I think we I think we spoke about all of it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Earn Media. If you head over to weearnmedia.com, you'll find a summary of the episode along with links to any of the resources and more information about our lovely guest and where you can find them online. If you have any topic suggestions or just general PR questions for us or future guests, email us at podcast at weearnmedia.com. Of course, you can also find us on social media. Our handle is at weearnmedia and we're on Twitter and Instagram. 